brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello and welcome back to Why Not Mint Money. I am Shipra from Mint's personal finance team, and in today's episode, I will tell you all the do's and don'ts of claiming HRA or House Rent Alliance to ensure that it does not get rejected. If you pay rent, you would be aware that you can claim tax benefit on it through HRA. It is a salary component that is deductible at the time of filing ITR if you pay rent for the house that you're living in. But you would be surprised to know that just having an HRA component in your CTC does not guarantee that you will get a deduction on the rent that you're paying. There are certain nuances that may result in getting rejected. For instance, what if you own a house in the same city that you're renting in? Or what if you have bought a house on a loan and are claiming a tax deduction on the loan? In this case, can you simultaneously also claim HRA on a different house? And then there are those special cases where you may be paying rent to your parents or your wife living in the house owned by them. In today's episode, I will tell you all the key things that you should know while claiming HRA to ensure that it does not get rejected or even draw scrutiny from the tax authorities. I have invited Karan Matra who is a chartered accountant and managing partner at Chartered Club as the expert speaker today. Hi. Welcome to Why Not Mint Money, a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So let's get started on your money journey. Hi Karan, thanks for joining us. Hi Shipra, it's always a pleasure. Thank you. So Karan let's start by uh, getting the basics about HRA. Uh, so foremost is the full amount in the HRA component deductible? In some cases yes, in some cases no. So first we have to understand I mean how is the HRA deduction calculated. So there's a proper formula which the government has given. Hmm. So if we go by the formula in some cases we are able to claim the entire deduction. In some cases we are able to claim only a part deduction. So the government says that we arrive at three numbers and whichever is the least that number is allowed as a deduction. So it says either we can claim the entire uh, HRA received that is one. Second is the rent paid minus 10% of salary that is the figure number 2. The third figure is 50% of salary if we are residing in Mumbai, Calcutta, Delhi or Chennai. or 40% in case we are residing at any other place so out of these three numbers whichever is the least that amount would be allowed as a deduction right so when you say salary is it the basic salary or does it have other components also basic plus t basic plus t okay but excludes all allowances and deductions right So, if somebody is uh, sharing an accommodation with other flatmates, then their part of the rent will be used for this calculation, right? Right, correct. And in this case, when you have other flatmates as well, what are the other conditions? I mean, should everybody be on the rent agreement, or how is it? Yes, everybody should be on the rent agreement. And what about the rent receipts? Because I'm guessing that the landlord would only be giving out one rent rent receipt of the total rent, or do they have to give individual rent receipts to all the three or four? He can either give individual rent receipts or on the same rent receipt he can mention the names of all the four. Right. Okay. All the co-owners or all the people who are residing there. Okay. Right. So HRA is part of your salary CTC. So in that case. Uh, 
of course a self employed individual does not have a salary ctc per to say so can they not avail hra at all that's a very valid point they they cannot claim hra but they can claim a separate deduction for the rent paid so self employed people also can claim a deduction in fact in some cases all salaried employees also don't receive hra so if they are working in a small organization the small organization may not even be giving you an hra that's so right. in cases where your employer is not giving you a hra or in cases where you are self employed then in those cases you can claim a deduction for the rent paid that is not uh, under hra but that is under section 80g so 80g is for people who are not receiving hra and the maximum deduction that can be claimed here is uh, 5000 per month so the total annual works out to 60000 per annum oh right and say if somebody has worked a job for half the year and you know they've been self employed for the other half in that case can they avail both or how is it they can claim uh, proportionate just to clarify although they can claim proportionate but practically we many times advise not to do in such cases where half of the time they were self employed and half of the time they were uh, salaried and half of the time they received hra i mean many times there are different interpretations so we normally don't recommend that you claim both of them together right it could be rejected by the uh, tax authorities is what you're saying yes okay right so current say uh, you know if somebody owns a house that they don't live in but they are renting in the same city in which their house is located so does that have a bearing on claiming hra so is the original house which they own have they given it on rent or that is self occupied or what is it like? so let us take both the scenarios in one case they are earning a rent from it in the other case say their family is staying in it okay so if they are earning a rent and they are residing in the same city that is allowed because even if you have just rented the house next door and you have given your own house on rent that is allowed so what is happening here is from your house you are receiving rent on the other house you are paying a rent so there is proper tax that is being accounted for because on the rent that you are receiving you are also paying tax on that so government does not have any issue on that right when i move to your second question wherein i have a self occupied house which my family is occupying and i am also residing in the same city now one case is i am residing in a different city in such a scenario the deduction can be claimed because we are residing in a different city now when we are residing in the same city i'll be frank with you the law is silent in the whole income tax act there is nowhere written what to do so we go on what is advisable what is practically doable what are the interpretations the interpretations are that if you are residing in the same city then you should ideally not claim the hra because on one side you have a self occupied house on the other side you are claiming an hra so ideally you should not claim it right the rational being that if you are staying in the same city then why not stay in your own house i'm guessing yes yes or if you are able to justify that okay the city is big that i am residing say 50 kilometers away my workplace is 50 kilometers away hmm when when we go for the different city as well then we we justify by saying okay the workplace is at a different place 
That's right. But it's all a grey area. No, no way written in the law. So we, this is the recommendation that we give. Right, right. So if you ask me where is it written, which section? No, <laughs> the law is silent. It is not written. Right. And what about a case where somebody uh, has bought a home on a loan and they are claiming tax deduction on the home loan's interest? Can they simultaneously claim HR? Yes. both of them can be claimed together and are there any special conditions uh, that one needs to qualify see this is like a precursor to the previous question only so if we've taken a home loan and the house is under construction then that is not a house i cannot reside in it but mm-hmm. if the house is completed so again i have a self occupied house on which i am claiming hra and i'm residing in the same city on rent so the same thing applies that we discussed previously that if you have a house and on which you are claiming a home loan deduction and residing on rent in the same city then it is not advisable that you claim it but if if the house is in a different city and you are residing in a different city then you can claim it or if you have given the house on rent then you can claim it that's right so it should not be a self occupied house right right Okay, so uh, you know when it comes to claiming HRA, there are also some special cases. Like if you're staying in your parents' house, which is owned by them. So in this case, when you're paying rent to your parents, is uh, is a, is an agreement mandatory or just furnishing rent receipts suffices? See, Shipra, I'll tell you, the income tax officer don't come to your house to check whether you're paying rent or not. Are you staying there or no? Right. Nobody is coming. Right, and in fact, there's a very old saying that "adalat sabut mangti." If you have a valid evidence, then that's absolutely fine. If you don't have an evidence, then nobody will rely on it. Evidence is mandatory. So, if you have a written agreement, then that is an evidence. So, but if which is required in all cases. Right. So, if somebody has an agreement, like you said, that it's a legit uh, evidence. Do they also right. need rent receipts over and above that, or no? Rent agreement should suffice. See, rent agreement is okay. I will pay. Rent receipt is I have paid. Those okay. are two different things. So it's better that you have both. You should have both. Right, right. So in this case, if somebody you know pays rent in cash, uh, they might find themselves in a spot later on. So it's not that cash is not a legal tender. Hmm. Cash is a legal tender, but you should have rent receipts. You should have an agreement. The government will tomorrow ask you, okay, where you paid in cash for two minutes? I assume yes, you paid in cash. Now tell me where did you get the cash from? Right. That is the question. So, so did you withdraw it from the bank account and paid it? Then that's acceptable. Right. But if if you've not even withdrawn from the bank account, then where did you get it from? Then that's that that looks like a sham transaction. Plus, when we are paying it in cash, the other person should also report it in his ITR. Is the other person who is receiving the rent reporting it in his income tax returns? And the department has the power to call for information. They can verify from the other person as well. That's right. But uh, so, for somebody who falls below the exemption limit of two point five lakh, they might not necessarily file a file an ITR. So, if the landlord, I mean the parents, you know, who are the landlords in this case, 
they might not file an ITR if if they don't have income of two point five or above, two point five lakh or above. She can. They have not filed it. That's acceptable. At least when the income tax officer asks, they can specify in writing, "Yes, I have received this much cash payment, and my income was not taxable." Then, therefore, I have not filed the income tax returns. Right. I mean, the bottom line being that uh, you should be able to justify the transaction because a scrutiny might arise. There's a high probability. Yes, in cash cases, I mean, there's always a doubt, so they ask for more evidences. Right. Right, right. Uh, okay, another special case is current that you know, what if a man wants to pay rent to his wife, where the property is solely owned by the wife? Is that permissible or not? See, this point reached the courts. It is yeah. not mentioned anywhere in the law. It reached the courts, and okay. what the court said was, a husband and a wife are not separate family. They are the same family. Whereas, with respect to parents. They classified parents as a separate family. So, if I'm paying rent to my parents, that's acceptable. But if I'm paying rent to my wife, that is not acceptable because that is the same family. So, that thing will not be acceptable. No, do the income tax law state that that husband and wife are one unit and the income tax law does not state this. Hmm. This reached the courts, and this is the interpretation which the courts gave. Right, right, right. Because I was. So I mean, you are talking about all the grey areas, mm-hmm. which the Income Tax Act does not mention. So we have to rely upon court rulings. Yeah, that's right. Because I was reading one of the court rulings of uh, February this year, where uh, the Delhi Tribunal had, you know, held that if if the rent is paid to the wife, and her income resources are proved in the ITR, then the benefit of HRA cannot be denied to a husband. Of course, there were some conditions that the Husband and the wife. Ma'am, as a basic rule, never rely on tribunal rulings. Never. <laughs> right. I'll tell you. If you are reading Delhi Tribunal, there are more than five tribunals in Delhi, and similarly in other cases as well. And one Delhi Tribunal can say something, and the other Delhi Tribunal can say something else. So, as a general rule, never rely on tribunal rulings. The media will maybe post tribunal rulings, but you see, they are always contradictory. So always rely on high court or supreme court rulings, right? If there are hundred uh, tribunals, all hundred tribunals will give you different this thing, uh, different opinions, and there is no guarantee whether it will be accepted or not. So we never even discuss about uh, the tribunal uh, cases. Only rely on the uh, high court and supreme court cases. Right. Uh, okay, so another thing is that uh, if your rent is above fifty thousand per month, uh, you have to deduct mm-hmm. a TDS of five percent as the tenant. Right, right. Uh, so if somebody does not do this, what are the consequences of that? And where does this TDS have to be submitted? The TDS has to be deposited online, and uh, in case of this uh, thing, when you're paying the rent. And this has to be this TDS has to be deposited not every month but at the end of the uh, year. Okay. Yes. And uh, this TDS rate is five percent when you are paying to a resident owner, but if you are paying to a non-resident owner, then it is not five percent. Okay. Then the rate is different and it is upwards of twenty percent 
number one. Number two, this limit of fifty thousand is applicable only when you are paying to a resident owner. Okay. If you are paying to a non-resident owner, even if you are paying a single penny, then you have to deduct tax. So when you have to carry out calculation for determining how much HRA you should claim, uh, huh. the rent that you are paying will be the entire amount or the rent after deducting the TDS. The entire amount. The entire amount, right? Okay. So, Karan, to sum it up, uh, can you tell our listeners two or three key points that they should keep in mind to ensure that their HRA, um, you know. Uh, when they're claiming hra it does not get uh, rejected by the tax authorities later on so point number 1 there should be an evidence there should be a rent receipt there should be a rent agreement and uh, preferably the payment should be via bank transfer if it is not via bank transfer it should be uh, if it's via cash then there should be a proof that where did you get the cash from point number 1 point number 2 if somebody is residing on rent then they they pay the payment either monthly or bi-monthly or quarterly i mean nobody pays a random amount as payment of rent say at the end of the year hmm. no landlord will accept that so we have to see that in normal cases how does it happen in normal cases rent is to be paid monthly bi-monthly or quarterly but it never happens that a person is accepting rent for the whole year in advance and that to on a random date so that is also to be seen Does it look like a rent payment? Right. Uh, okay, Karan. One last question. Uh, so there is a lease agreement also. Uh, rent agreement is something that you know lasts for about eleven months and then gets renewed. And people also get lease agreements done for uh, for longer duration of say five years, eight years. Are right. they also right. accept uh, accepted as you know to as evidence to claim HRA? Yes. Yes. They are accepted. Um, all right. We just need a written document. You may name it anything, but we just need a written document that yes, this is the landlord, this is the tenant, this is the rent. Right. All right. Uh, okay. All right. Um, thanks a lot, Karan, for joining us today. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. That brings us to the end of today's episode. If you would like to know more about this topic. or make a suggestion of a personal finance topic that you would like us to cover i can be reached at twitter under the username of shipra singh sorot and on linkedin at shipra singh thank you for tuning in see you in the next episode